stiff arms of crap having <laughs> Draco's match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to the 27th edition. I always forget before I pull up my little notes. Yep, 27th edition of Blue It Splits. Um, part two of McDougal. I got about 40-ish plays for you guys. Um, part one already came out. I did it with Marcus Coleman, but I cannot keep Marcus on for 75 plays, whatever it is. So this is quite a lengthy one um, just because I watched so many games of him because I really want to get a feel of the Jets' new starting safety as compared to Jamal Adams. So um, usually reviews can be anywhere from 30 to 50 plays, maybe 60, but 75 is quite a hefty one. Um, I know usually, obviously, the, the, the second part of the reviews get less viewers um, than the first part, but for the diehard fans out there who really, really want to know his game, um, to the fans of the show and all that who really want to know him, uh, this is this is for you guys. After this show, again, um, there's a lot of stuff going on on Twitter. Uh, I already did a lot of the reviews that I'm going to be doing on the show. I know some of the people watch it on Twitter or like they'll, they'll scan it over on Twitter, but they really want to watch it um, on the show. By the way, Jets X Shop Blue It Splits T-shirt. If you really want a Blue It Splits T-shirt, go ahead and get it. Um, but like I said, some people watch it on Twitter. Um, but then there's a lot of people who just want to see me explain it on, on the podcast and on, on the YouTube. So, uh, we'll run through these plays relatively quickly. I don't want to, I want to spend 15 minutes on each play. Um, sometimes there is times where me and Marcus can spend five minutes on a play. Um, just talking about the intricacies, um, different things, but with this, we'll run through relatively fast because it has a lot of plays. Um, fans already up on Twitter. Van Roten is going up on Twitter now. Um, it's already done. I'm just putting it up on Twitter. Peanut is done. Just got to put it up on Twitter. Um, but for the show, for, for right now, what I know I'm doing, at least today is the 13th that I'm recording this. So you might get this on the 14th, 15th, 16th, whatever, whenever I decide to put it out. Um, you're getting Fant on. I'm recording Fant on the 18th. I'm recording uh, Van Roten on the 20th. I'm record. I'm recording uh, Patrick Anuosar, whatever, uh, Peanut from the Ravens one of the Jets uh he's probably gonna be a he's have a big role in the inside linebackers um he's the second string right now maybe third string him Cashman Hewitt are battling for that second third spot behind Avery Williamson um he's on the 21st and, and then Cager's on the 24th after that I still plan on doing I think the season starts like September 12th or whatever it is I still plan on doing Wilson and Gore um, as of now, I plan on doing those guys. Uh, so they'll, they'll be out in by, by the end of August, beginning of September. And then after that, after I get all those shows out, like I said, stay tuned. I'm going to be doing um, the call-in show. So it's going to be YouTube. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody, okay, a week before. It's going to be Tuesday, 8 o'clock um, or Wednesday, 6 o'clock, whatever. I can figure out the time to do it. Uh, it's going to be a two-hour, three-hour live call-in show. Me and Kyle Smith are going to be doing 53-man roster predictions. Um, you're going to be able to message us on YouTube, so you can write in the comment section. We'll answer questions from the comment section. And then also, if you want to call in, um, you can call and have your voice heard, things like that. I got to figure out how to do the software with that, but I think that'll be pretty fun because I used to do a lot of call-in shows, Jet Nation Radio, things like that. Um, but because it's film-based, I can't really have people calling and talking about film uh, so I, I want to do a call-in show to hear from the guys who listen to this show frequently, um, who I know support, just can never really, you know, necessarily talk to me. So that'd be pretty cool to have you guys call in. 
Um, other than that, for the housekeeping, JRB31 on Twitter, we did get a five-star review uh, or rating. I appreciate that. Again, if you leave a rating and a review, we're at 58 right now, 17 more. I'll, uh, I'll, cho- I'll do a list randomizer. Whoever it chooses out of that list randomizer will get a free T-shirt and a free year subscription to the, to the podcast. Um, every 25, I'm going to do that. If the first person doesn't answer within like 48 hours, then the, the next four people uh, whoever emails me first at that certain time, whatever I'll, I'll do. Other than that, uh, like I said, JetX shop, bunch of shirts, Flash and Jabari's Nigga shirt just went up. Two Mim shirts that I really like that I got, a braided man shirt, like a bunch of fun shirts, play 20 bucks. Uh, minus that, the last thing that I can think of is for the people who are weekly listeners to the show, again, um, I've got to figure out how to do it this season. Uh, working full time, I gotta see with with the Jets games. I'm one thousand percent gonna record at least twenty five, thirty, thirty five plays from the game. Um, the the film usually comes out on Tuesday nights, so by by Thursday, Friday, the latest, I'm at least at the minimum gonna have a show about twenty five to thirty plays. Does that go into article form? I don't know. If it goes in article form, I have to shorten it to twenty five thirty. If I do it just the YouTube, it might be forty five fifty. So I'm, you might get more more. Uh, more content in terms of like the plays, like the actual play amount. So if you're, if you do listen or you just read the articles, it might just be on YouTube because I think that might be the easiest way, but I'm going to figure out how that works. Um, so for the people who are going to be weekly listeners and weekly viewers to the YouTube, again, I'm going to do a fun little thing that I think is fun. At least this is obviously something I thought of the other day. Um, talked about it with Marcus in the last podcast. I'm going to do a weekly pick them. Uh, I'm going to choose five, six games. Um, I either want people to email me their picks or or tweet me their picks. If, if you miss a week, that's on you. Then 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 you're behind on the on the on the wins, and they can potentially get. But I'm hoping for people one you know weeks one through seventeen, gonna pick five, six, seven games depending on how many good games are that week. Pick the win loss. If you beat Mark uh, me and Marcus, you get a free, I'm gonna give you a, a shirt or two and a, and a free year subscription. So there's a benefit there in terms of like you getting a shirt and there's also just to have some fun and, and have a little segment with uh, some of the picks of you guys. And then towards the end of the season, I'm, I'm thinking of doing something like, okay, well, let's say, you know, I'm up uh, 10 games on, you know, Joe or whoever, Hakeem, whoever listens to the show every week. Um, I'm going to allow people to pick against the spread. So let's say you pick the, let, let's say you pick the Jets to beat the whoever uh, later in the season. I don't know who they're playing later in the season. Let's just say the Dolphins. You pick the Jets to beat the Dolphins, um, but without the spread, you'll, you'll get one point. But if you pick it with the spread, let's say the Jets are, are three-point favorites, but the Jets only win by two, then you don't get that win. You get zero points, so like letting, allowing people to catch up a little bit more with the spread at the end of the season. I think that'll be fun. Maybe by week 12, 13, we'll, we'll start doing with the spread. It just becomes a little bit more work for me, but – uh, that'll definitely be fun. So if, for people who are going to want to li- listen every week, uh, definitely uh, do that little contest because that's that's definitely a fun thing to do. We'll do that all the way through the playoffs um, or maybe through the playoffs. We'll see. But that is it. Uh, we're going to run through these plays relatively quickly. Like I said, um, with McDougald, I did not read his strengths and weaknesses just because I wanted people to um, tune into this week. It's, I gave a little bit of a um, – Kind of not. A, I don't know what the word is. I, I wanted people to come in again and 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 hook you in. So we'll do the the strengths weaknesses right now. 
Oh, he's 28 years old, 6'1", 210. Uh, he ran a four. I saw he ran like a four six or a four seven at his at his combine, but then he ran like a four four or a four five at his pro day. So I'm gonna put him. I would put him in that high four five range. That's where I see him at. Um, at least his play speed is around there. Um, for the games I watched, I watched week 18 or sorry, uh, 2018 week one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or six, seven. 8, 12, 13, 14, 16, 18, and then 2019, weeks 2, 5, 10, 12, 15, 16, 18, 19, and 18, 19 is like the wild card in the, in the divisional round. Um, for the strengths and weaknesses that I put, and you might have already seen some of these or, or saw uh, Marcus and I discuss them on the last show, but for the actual um, listed, listed strengths and weaknesses, um, I have four strengths, patient hips, square and coverage, can, can lay a big hit, very comfortable in man coverage, mostly good with uh, in curl flat zones, decent burst, square exit angles, takes angles to upfield shoulder and off coverage, uh, tips ball at line if initial rush doesn't work, uh, weight over toes and back pedal, plays balanced, crowd, uh, crowds route breaks, hand placement and route stems is good, often slingshots himself in coverage, will shuffle to stay over top in all aspects of coverage. Um, gets hands on in coverage, safer player when he has deep coverage responsibilities, avoids traffic and man coverage, legitimate ball skills. I think his ball skills are really good. Uh, looks to punch ball out, aggressive hands and press, punches through ball when playing it, versatility. The weaknesses I, I, I listed uh, were long spe- his long speed, his fluidity, his average needs to stack more efficiently in the run game, doesn't have quick mental trigger in run game, feet can be a little bit inactive, waiting for route break, instincts, awareness is spotty, um, play recognition in run game. Um, have seen him driven far off spot in, in the run game by tight ends and wide receivers. Processing of multiple routes in his zone uh, can, can be lacking. Would like to see him use athleticism, defeating blocks of offensive linemen. Not an effect, effective blitzer. Uh, too content being blocked. His range um, is below average to average. Uh, a little too conservative in deep coverage. Gets locked onto quarterback and coverage instead of reading, uh, reading, leveraging himself over routes, which you saw the last show. Uh, tackle form. He's an ankle biter, which is a little bit concerning. Uh, too often spot drops in zone, doesn't match necessary threat, and gets lost in traffic in, in run game. Um, so those are the list of strengths and weaknesses. Like I said, running through uh, the plays, I think we ended at 30 um, last time with Marcus, but let's see here. Coverage, cover two breakup. Okay. All right, this is where we're at. Um, he is deep right here. Again, follow my mouse. If you are just listening to the podcast, uh, that's fine. You're not going to get as much, but I, I, I guess there's some people who maybe on their ride to work or whatever they can't or they shouldn't be watching YouTube, so they're just going to listen. Um, I'm going to run through these plays again. Uh, not not necessarily raw to these plays because um, I did them like a month ago, but uh, I'm watching them basically for the first time again with you guys. Um, so he's deep. He's deep half right here. Um, to the let's call it the field side. It's he, they're pretty. It's pretty uh, even between the split between the uh, hashes. Again, outside leverage. He knows he has the the Tampa two defender right here, who's a little bit deeper than his typical hook zone with Bobby Wagner. So he has inside help. Yeah, he leverages himself outside right here on number eighty. I'm not sure who number eighty was in 2018. Um, sees the break coming. I'm, I'm not sure. I could move my window. Looks like he might be reading Stafford at the same time. Yeah, it looks like he's reading Stafford as well as the route break in his peripheral vision. Sees the ball coming, takes a good angle. And instead of – and you can see this is this is how he's tracking the throw. He's not just playing through the hands. This is – he stays square. He stays over the top um, for the most part, reads the ball, 
sees the ball coming the trajectory so doesn't play necessarily the hands he plays right through the ball um tips again he's he's not too aggressive here in terms of going for the interception which he might have been able to get the interception but plays it safe again doesn't swipe at the ball uh punches through it gets the pass deflection now he, oh it's okay so it's roberts right here again you see how he's at the balls in the air and he's tracking the ball he's not looking at the um at the tight end right here. So now he's, he's becoming the receiver. He's going to play that ball instead of playing uh, the receiver punches right through the hands to the ball ball pops up, obviously a little bit of bad luck that it, it could have went right back to the, to, uh, to the tight end, but somebody else made a diving pass deflection right there. So again, if that was a call on him, is that a bad play by him because he tipped the ball in the air? No, it's not. It's uh, obviously just a little bit of bad luck for him. So let's see the next play uh, beat by McCaffrey on seam route. This is, uh, a play that I'm going to give again a little bit of a mulligan to. Um, he's in man coverage. He's right here. He's in the box. I've seen him in the box a lot. Uh, how much he's in the box of the Jets? I think it might be a little bit less in terms of him. Um, maybe maybe in man coverage on tight ends, receivers, tight ends, or tight ends, receivers, tight ends, um, tight ends, receivers, and running backs. He might be in the box, but in terms of telling, you know, having him fill the B gap, C gap, be the force player on the edge, be a blitzer, I think he might do a little bit less of that. Um, and you're going to ask Poole to do a little bit more of that um, because Poole is the more effective, more aggressive player in that sense, um, at least to this point. Now, we have seen McDougal have the ability to do so, but it's too inconsistent. Um, so obviously he's in a wide and out. He's in man coverage on McCaffrey who runs his seam route. The, the only thing I'm going to, to give him a little bit of, um, of, uh, kind of not discredit, but the criticism for, I, I guess is the correct word, um, is I would like to see him be a little bit more, more active with his feet right here. His feet can become a little bit active and his base is a little bit wide. And the only thing I'm going to say is he, he, he is looking high. You can see him fake to, you can see him, uh, really jab uh, hard to the outside McCaffrey and he really falls for it now McCaffrey does a really good job with his hips though at the same time which you're gonna give him a little bit of a mulligan for we say the hips don't lie the hips are pointed outside so it looks like he's going outside um so this is a really hard play to cover because McCaffrey is the best running back in the NFL in my opinion um especially running routes and things like that his hips being pointed outside for him to get back inside like that um is really really nice but as like I said he's a little bit high feet are a little bit inactive and his, and his eyes are a little bit high, which is why he bites so hard outside. He is beat by a good four or five yards right there. Um, the quarterback delivers the ball and obviously McCaffrey is going to run for a, a decent chunk of change right here. So um, you want to see the do a little bit lower, um, a little bit more, uh, a little bit less reactive to that stab, um, which would better position himself to, to slingshot himself back inside and play that ball. Um, play that throwing lane from the, the quarterback who uh, looks like Cam Newton in this game. Is that Cam Newton? Um, nice interception playing seam. Okay, he's right here. Um, he is in the hook to seam of this cover three defense. He's going to match the number two. Um, he's he's going he's gonna to read two to three. Um, and he's, he's going to match the, the, the anything from that number two, um, and at least in this cover, cover three, um, which at this point, This is a this is a cover uh, this is a cover three uh, buzz that we were talking about yesterday, where he's going to be playing this hook to seam instead of the typical cover three where he's in the uh, where he might be in the flat. Again, pretty patient, widens. He doesn't want to get beat to the to the outside. He has inside help. He has a, it's a tight end who's running the seam route, so he's not necessarily going to 
um, have to overreact and then try to get too vertical on him because he knows he can keep up um, with the tight end. Actually, sorry, this is a regular cover three. I don't know why I called it buzz. Um, but the one thing I do like about him, again, patient. I like the hand, the hand fighting right here. He gets his left hand over the right hand of the of 82. Plays it, hand onto the hip. Looking back to the ball, he has contact. Again, when you have contact and you have the guy tighter to you within, let's say, a yard, it affords you some opportunity to look back at the quarterback. Now, if it was a receiver, and it's a receiver who can get in and out of breaks fast, post digs, sevens, you know, outs, whatever it might be. It might be a little bit more risky to, to, to not to look back at the quarterback when you have that, when you only have that, uh, or when you have that yard of distance, because you really don't want to look back when you actually have physical contact with the guy. Once a tight end, you have a little bit more freedom uh, to look back to him because he's not going to be making the sharpest of breaks. So he matches the hip, looks back at the receiver, uh, look back at the quarterback, times the ball well, um, plays it with the inside, the near hand. Again, you're going to see the, the ball trajectory right here. He's looking back to it the whole time. He's his right hand onto the onto the uh, the tight end to feel him. Times it well again. Ball skills, good extension. Clearly, uh, fully extended arm. Tips it up, sees the ball through, catches it. Interception in the end zone. Uh, it really does not get better than that in terms of uh, in terms of matching a guy in, in your zone coverage and, and playing the ball right there, getting your eyes back to the quarterback when when um, is the proper time to do so. So really good job by McDougal. McDougald, I guess is technically his name. Um, meh angles in traffic. Okay. Again, this is where I see him struggle some in, in the box. And you're going to see him right here um, on the backside of this run. Again, which just looks like a, it looks like a, um, a weak mid zone. You have a weak mid zone. You have the, the 55, uh, 54 right there. Be aggressive um, over the top. McCaffrey um, has a two-way go right here, or he could have a two-way go. So at this point for McDougald, um, I understand what he's doing here. Obviously, he's scraping, he's, 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 uh, scraping with some depth right here. But at this point in the play, McCaffrey's obviously pointed towards this way, and he has to get over top of this block right here because he, even though he's being, he'd be, be uh, he would, he would be being conservative. Um, he wants to save the touchdown. But because he is too shallow in his in his shuffle, he completely takes himself out of the play. So he needs to get more depth right here, stay over the top. Like if McCaffrey declares, you know, to to the right or he bends it back, you could play both ways. But because McDougal takes a poor angle and again and gets lost in some traffic right here, he completely takes himself out of the play without being blocked. He literally blocks himself with his own guy, and now McCaffrey runs for an extra, you know, ten or so yards and nearly gets the touchdown. So um, needs to take a much higher and conservative angle at this point i'm fine with it at this point i'm fine with it but at this point i want to see him start getting back right here and getting over top of this over top of this uh block of of his uh of his zero tech so not a good angle in the run game and and allows another couple extra yards right there so again uh inconsistencies in the run game where you're going to see him shoot a gap you know and make a tackle for loss um one play and the next player going to see a play like that so um, not the best man coverage on olsen Let's find Olsen. Okay, so you have Olsen right here. Um, McDougald's right here. And you have man coverage on third and seven. So the ball doesn't go that way. Again, it's it's pretty consistent with what we've seen in him in, in man coverage. I really, really like his man coverage. There's a player two where he might be playing a little bit too far off on third and seven or things like that. Um, but overall, he nine times out of ten, his man coverage looks really, really good. Patient with his feet. His shoulders are over his toes right here. His, his weight aren't, aren't, aren't onto his heels. 
Um, hops back a, a little bit right there to kind of bracing against any contact that um, Olsen might be throwing at him at the, at the route break, but he wants to crowd the route break, gets hands on. Uh, Olsen arms over, punches through. Um, McDougal obviously has his hands on, continues to have hands on, continues to have, uh, to have hands on, and then completely matches him right there. And he's right in his hip pocket the entire time. I'll play in full speed again. Patience with the hips, uh, timing of the punch, crowding the route break. Um, matching him, that's that's as good as it gets. You can't literally can't get any tighter than he was right there on Olsen. So um, another really good rep of man coverage from um, McDougal on that play. Third and four. I don't remember loving this play. Okay, yeah. So this is one of the ones where he's on man coverage on this on the. Uh, I'm assuming the running back right here. Who I, I forget who 41 is. Most certain maybe it is. Um, he probably flexed out in motion and then he followed them outside so it's obvious man coverage um this is one of the plays where sometimes on third and four on on third uh, in short situations he plays a little bit too conservatively so i'm fine with him playing this off coverage um about what let's say six yards off i'm okay with it but he needs to be aggressive and playing that stick um, which this, I'm just talking literally the second, the first down marker. So he can back up a little bit, just run his feet, root his feet down, um, foot fire, whatever you want to call it, um, and play the stick. But you want to back up to the maximum of the 25-yard line right here. You don't really want to get farther back than that. And he gets his weight back a little bit onto his heels. And he's taking relatively large steps. You see how he's, how he's hopping. And it takes him – see his whole extra movement right here to, to stop – it's because he's taking large steps. So I want to see him play that 25-yard line or even the stick. If he does break, then you're, then you're right on top of him. So you gave him too much room, uh, short in. He's, now his eyes go back to the quarterback. He plays the ball well, tries to chop down on it, but he's too late because of his because he, got, he, he created too much distance himself from the running back on that short end. So he needs to play that more aggressively and more squat than get into a pedal and get into those, those weight onto those heels. Sugar A. Sugar A versus double. Okay, so he, I'm assuming he's, he's, he's right here, unless if, I'm, if I labeled that correctly. Okay, again, this is him in, this is him in man coverage. This is, this is cover two man, and they're just disguising it right here. Um, they're showing two shell. They could be showing four. They could be showing six, but they're, they're, they're not showing necessarily man coverage um, from uh, on Kittle right here. Um, and if they are, it's from the safety, so maybe they're trying to cover – they're showing um, cover one with a rotation uh, to the to the uh, to the boundary from the cover one safety right there. Maybe it's a maybe it's a double team on the on the ISO guy right there. But you know they're trying to disguise, which they do a good job in disguising. Again, gets outside on Kittle. Now he's afforded a little bit of opportunity um, to play a little bit more inside because of the alignment. He's not necessarily going – you don't think he's going to cut to the outsider here on a wheel or anything like that. If so, it's the, it's the safety's job. So um, you're not expecting him to just sit it down. If he does, he's going to break on it. So that's why he's playing so far inside, and they disguised it. Um, good job right here as you, know, you have Kittle who runs this, this out and up. Really, really good job matching him. There's a lot of guys who would see who who, would, who look high, see him point to the outside, and just take a flat angle and try to pick this off because they want to, they want those plays. McDougal does a really good job not falling for it, seeing him drop his hips and break back upfield, and he he sticks his foot in the ground a little at the same exact time. Look at that, one two. Plays the near shoulder, gets hands on, 
turns around and looks back to the quarterback with his left hand on. It doesn't, that, that is a really, really patient, good and smart play in man coverage. You, you don't see people anticipating breaks like that and having good eyes like that um, very often, especially from a safety. So um, his man coverage, that's the way he needs to be used mo- mostly with the Jets uh, defense. Now, whether it be combo coverages, I don't know um, because the Jets do run more, more, definitely more zone than man. We'll see how they play it this year, but he's definitely better in man. Um, all right, let's see what I put, uh, help stuff run. Okay. So this is plays where you see him stuff the run. Okay. So do you, if you, if you guys did watch both shows, do you remember the plays I was talking about where I'm talking about, um, counters him taking on, uh, pulling guards. So this is, this is just a, it's like double punched up from Breda. You have the, this, this is a, um, this is what I call an OF counter with the with with the the H back pulling with the guard, um, where the guard is going to kick out, um, and the tight and the H back is going to lead. Whereas typical power, we have the fullback H back kicking out and the guard leading the way. So that's that's the main difference. And usually you have punch steps, you have drop steps through through running backs because it takes a little bit longer to develop. Because usually with counters, you have guys from the backside working instead of the front side working um, on typical power plays. So. Um, diagnosis diagnosis sees the handoff sees the pulling guard does a good job taking on half the shoulder wants to squeeze the run back inside he doesn't he doesn't want to shoot inside and get blocked um to the inside and then let the running back bounce outside so does a good job taking on the outside at half man um right here drops his weight again gets real low in step turns his turns his body to absorb that 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 shock give the the uh pulling guard less of a surface area to to uh, effectively punch to hit bounces off of it eyes flash back to the running back gets in on the tackle but now we but then we see him play his versus Demarius Thomas and, and receivers where he can't take on them so if he can take on a, a, a 300 let's say 310 pound pulling guard I know he could take on running backs or, or tight ends or receiver blocks he just needs to be a little bit more decisive and a little bit more more uh, powerful um, with, with his punch, a little bit more aggressive. So uh, really, really good job right there. Like, so he has the ability to do it. So it's not like he's a lost cause in the run game, um, but there's just too many inconsistencies to re- rely on him consistently. Um, McDougal mental laps. Let's see what this is. Okay. So this, this looked This looks like cover three cloud um, to me where, where you have, you have the four underneath you have, you have this guy who's going to match the vertical threat who this is the, uh, the, 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 the cover three defender. So he's going to match the vertical threat. He's going to, he's going to rotate um, to the, to the boundary. And because this guy is breaking to the inside, he's in a pace, this, this uh, safety is passing it off to McDougal, uh, to McDougal. You have two safeties in the deep, uh, third coverage responsibilities. It's the cloud where you have the corner setting instead of the corner dropping vertical. So you have the match. He's going to pass that off to, to McDougal because McDougal is supposed to be back there. Um, you have the Niners who run this, this, this play action, which is not a good play action. Um, I don't know if he's anticipating pressure, whatever he saw pre-snap, but a lot of times, and this is a criticism that's been brought up about Sam Darnold is that Sam Darnold is not a good play action um, faker. The problem is with a lot of play action, guys pull it short if they're anticipating pressure with the Jets offensive line last year. How can you not anticipate pressure? So I want to see what happens. He has more time, but this isn't a great, this isn't a great fake. Um, McDougald again gets lost into it. 
He's not scanning his threats. And again, if you're a defensive lineman linebacker, you might be playing run to pass first. As a deep safety, you cannot be playing run to pass first. He gets lost. You can see him. Oh, shit moment. It's not, it's not a run. Um, tries to see if there's any threats. There's a threat right there. And um, the, the quarterback does not see it. He dumps it off into the flat. The, the quarterback is not good. If he was good, this ball is to the 30-yard line and most likely for, for a touchdown if he puts it on um, the receiver's numbers, you know, in, in, in a running phase. So a mental lapse right there from, from McDougal in deep coverage, which he has sometimes. Usually he's conservative, but there are some mental lapses that I have been showing throughout these 40 plays so far. Um, this is another one. This is a this is a Y throwback play, um, where you have you have the play action and have um, the bootleg. So you have the offense typically flowing one side, the defense flows that side, the quarterback rolls out to the other side. It creates that oh shit moment for the defense. Now they all flow to that side, and then you have a guy working underneath or shallow across the formation um, on the Y throwback. Usually, typically it's a wheel. And again, you have McDougald right here, who's going to react to the run, get outside, sees that it's not a run looks at the quarterback, but my problem is he's not scanning for any threats that are, that are coming into his zone. And the one thing about this is I want to see better awareness from him because you could say, okay, well, they're faking a screen. His eyes are in the backfield. But at this point, look at the body language. These guys are standing straight up. So now watch the body language. So as soon as the quarterback rolls out like that, you know, there's so many wide throwback plays, um, especially with, with outside zone heavy teams because it sets it up really well. I'm assuming, I'm assuming the Niners run this a lot. I have seen them run it before. And you can see the body language. You know, you, you, you don't have Brady who's looking back for the ball. All the offensive linemen are standing straight up. And his, his eyes never flash to the inside. You have a Kittle who gets wide open. The ball is thrown behind him. So he's able to, to obviously catch up and make the tackle. Maybe he would have regardless. But um, if the ball was thrown here, you know, if, if, he, if, if the quarterback was a little more patient with his feet and, and, and uh, didn't have to completely drop into this and set up and, and he was ready for the throwback, then this is most likely even a bigger gain. So I want to see more active eyes and, and have the awareness to notice that that screen um, was not coming into effect or was not uh, actual part of the play. Um, McDougald, man on Kittle, looks like right here on the outside. Yeah, this condensed uh, split from the, the tight end and that like the stack formation. Again, patience and square. There's so many times on this show, if you've been watching and listening for for years at this point, I've been doing I've been doing this stuff for since 2014 or 15, whatever, the film more for the last two years or so. Um, I've been watching film even when I did the other shows like Jet Nation Radio, I watched film. I just obviously didn't put up on the screen and things like that. And I wasn't nearly as knowledgeable. It takes, you know, you gotta read books and watch coaching clinics and things like that. But you've seen me break down so many corners, so many so many guys in coverage, and I always say, stay square, stay square, stay square. And you rarely see guys stay square. We're, we're watching players and, and plays of guys staying square, and this is why I harp on staying square because it's so important and it leads to good coverage reps. Stay square right there. Takes that little kick step, um, which is going to your body naturally. When a guy's running towards you, you're going to want to split. Um, your feet and that leads to your, your weight getting back on your heels, less balance. So coaches will naturally teach that, that kick step, which eliminates your weight going back onto your heels. So it's, it's basically a, a taut false step, even though it's not a false step, it's, it's done with purpose instead of jump splitting, things like that. So um, he has a little kick step right there. His weight, are still, his, his weight is still over his toes. Um, is patient with his hips. Kittle doesn't really give him too much right there to the outside. He doesn't close enough ground. Um, he stays square, hands on. Clearly affects the route stem. He's bending it inside. 
feels the break. You see how I'm saying hands-on? Hands-on, he's, he's looking a different way right here. He's looking back to the quarterback, it looks like, but he feels that break, drops his hips, matches it, Kittle falls down, and he was right there regardless if he fell down or not. So um, really, really good play and man coverage again, which I feel like we're harping on through this 30 through 40 range that we're, that we're in right now. Again, this is a marathon review on McDougald. If, if, if you're disinterested at this point, no harm, no foul. If you really want to know your players, um, this is how you do it. Um, there's a lot of people who will talk and, oh, McDougal's a versatile guy and this and that, and, and talk about his strengths and weaknesses that they look up on NFL.com or wherever they can get it, but um, they're not actually watching the film and breaking it down, um, so they don't really know the, the team and the players are talking about. Uh, where is he now? Okay, so this is uh, cover three buzz right here. Okay, so you have him right here. Cover three buzz. He's in the middle. He's in that linebacker hook, uh, hook, hook seam responsibility. Um, and he wants to, you know, carry the number three. He's reading three to two, um, especially with this, with the, with the three right here becoming the two. Um, and this is not his responsibility. Now it's in the flat. You have vertical, which the number, th the, the, uh, the outside third guy should be matching, which he does. So um, he carries that. He initially, then he passes it off to the, um, to the other hook linebacker uh, or whoever it is, the other, the other hook, the other hook seam as he crosses his face. My problem here is this is again where I'm saying he doesn't necessarily make play. He, he, he doesn't continue to flash his eyes. So he stays with the number three. Now at this point, he's reading the quarterback who is looking his way. He sees, he sees this threat. I would like to see his eyes flash to, to this side because you know that there's three guys on this side. So there's three threats. You, you accounted for one. You see the other one. Where is the other one? So I like to see a quick head turn, him see this receiver breaking behind him, whether it be speed turn um, like this and, and match him fine or just open his hips up to the inside and match him and get underneath it. That's what I would want to see. But he kind of like at that point spot drops right here, never sees a threat behind him. Ball is completed right behind him. So there's some times where I want to see him. And again, drops, passes off 85. You can see you can get a hands-on. Reads the quarterback, reads the quarterback, reads the quarterback. And the quarterback's shoulders are pointed. We talk about the hallway. The hallway is pointed vertically inside of him. The foot is pointed, is pointed more vertically inside of him. Shoulders are pointed more inside of him. So if the ball is going anywhere, unless his mechanics are just so far completely off, is going inside of him. So if he's not looking at that guy, I want to see him look at quarterback mechanics and be a little bit more patient to the inside right here instead of angling off to the outside where he's taking some big steps outside at this point stay a little bit more inside and maybe have a chance to make a play on that ball. So there's two different things. There's two different things he could have done, even if he wasn't necessarily taught to, to find that next guy after that point. But I want to see him read the quarterback mechanics a little bit more. Uh, McDougal man coverage. Good. We're really harping on the man coverage, which I'm, which I'm fine with um, because it is strong. Obviously you can see him. There's certain jerseys I love teams wearing because it really shows the number as well. Like there's some teams like the Buccaneers when they wear their red jerseys and gray, gray uh, numbers. It's so hard to see the numbers from far up. Um, these jerseys are nice. The other jersey that stuck for the Seahawks, I remember watching it, is the blue and gray. Gray numbers usually really screw me up. But lime green with the dark blue numbers helps me out a lot. So you have, uh, you have Rudolph, and this is still 2000. And um, this is still 2018. We're watching. We're getting into 2019 relatively soon. I think they were pretty similar seasons. I know he graded lower in 19, I, I think. Um, but they were relatively similar with what type of player he was. Um, stays over the top. 
again, pretty patient with his feet. He opens up a little bit to run because the, the, the uh, 82 Rudolph is stemming inside, but he, he's playing the, up, the, the near shoulder because if he is going to, if he's going to fake him um, and break, break, you know, the opposite way, you want to play that, that near shoulder, that upfield shoulder, because if you were to play this too, um, too horizontal, if he's going to break, he has to work through his shoulder, through his hip. I'm talking about Rudolph working through his upfield shoulder, up, upfield hip. So even if you are taking an aggressive angle to get over the top, or you're a little bit more aggressive with your hips and feet, you want to be playing that, that, that near shoulder. So if he does cut the opposite way, he's going to have to work through you and not underneath of you. So um, plays it well. Almost gets the pick. He doesn't. So again, stays over top of that chip. Pretty patient. Plays the near shoulder. Is playing on top of him. Left hand on the hip. Tracks the ball. Again, ball skills are really good. Undercuts it, near pick, but he but he drops it. Really, really good play again in man coverage from from him right there. Mid third, late to find threat. Okay, this is deep coverage. Where I say he's not. I don't, I, I think it's still going to be more of um, more of Marcus May in deep coverage because I think he's 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 better eyes, better awareness in, in deep coverage. So um, you have you have another cover three. He's the deep middle, um, so he's 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 going to look to the strength first, um, especially with these guys staying in. You have the tight end who stays in the block. You have play action. You have a guy sifting underneath. You have the play action. So if there's any threats from these guys, it's going to be to the short zone. So he doesn't really worry about that. All these guys are accounted for by the underneath guys. His eyes now should automatically flash to this side and and read the route concept. Which they run like a they run like a switch stick concept. So what I want, I would want to see him do is eyes flash, make his way over to that side. You see that Thielen is getting past the vertical plane of number 33 right there, which is, I think his name is Dedrick Thompson or whatever it is. Um, so I'd like to see him sort of working towards him right here because you have nothing over here. You have nothing at the count for deep right here. So now you're pretty much locked on this side. You don't have to play as, as conservative to the inside, cheat a little bit, get over to the side. Um, he breaks at the 45 and he gets, I, I believe, I don't know if it's a completion or not. No, it, the ball gets, uh, the ball gets tipped away. Um, but still, if cousins were to plant and throw this, which he should throw this right now, his hips are outside. He's breaking inside to throw this ball. He needs to get rid of this ball right now. He waits too long and the ball gets uh, stripped. But like I said, if McDougald was to find threat, match it, you know, along this somewhere around the 50 yard line get a little bit more flat um, then he's going to be able to play that ball, but he's he's too conservative right here, and his eyes look like they're back on the quarterback. He looks now, but he still stays stays too vertical. So too conservative right there. He's late to find that that threat for me um, in that coverage. McDougal versus screen right here. You can see as the arrow is pointed to it towards him, and it looks like he's just in the basic cover three zone. You have this guy, outside guy who's going to match their vertical, so now he's worried He's, he's worried about the curl of the flat. He's worrying about any number two threat getting to the outside. He sees that these linemen are breaking to the outside on the screen. He widens out because he doesn't want to get – he doesn't want to let this this tackle get inside or get to the outside of him. He blocks the outside. Now he's running for a house call because he's on, he's on the sideline. You, you want to play um, screens outside in and most runs outside in. So he gets to the outside. You see him work to the outside right here. 
and then he sees obviously that this uh the the tackle coming i believe it's a tackle sorry the guard coming gets the outside gets the outside jabs hard inside jabs at him which makes the tackle shoot or the guard shoot sorry stab shoot lateral step away really really good footwork right there that's good footwork for sure stab shoot jump outside stay light on your feet stay square ankle tackle really good job in the screen game again he, with his tackle form he, he is a little bit of an ankle an ankle nipper um but uh i don't know if something that he's necessarily going to improve at this point his, his tackling is a little bit inconsistent for me mcdougal hit okay yeah there's really not much to break down on this one so the, the chiefs run this uh this end around Again, McDougald. The one thing I do like about this play is you can see that he is one of the leaders of the defense. He he is directing traffic. Um, looks like him and him and uh, whoever number forty-two is Hill. It looks like his name is are communicating, and Hill is not really sure what he's supposed to do. McDougald clearly points him in the direction he's supposed to go, which ends up taking on um, the running back who 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 blocks this. Now, if now if he wasn't, let's say let's say just you know let's say pro, like the process of this. If forty-two wasn't over here, and he's on the backside. Now McDougald is running versus one, two blockers in the open field, and now Hill's going to set him up. But because he directed that traffic, he takes on one of the lead blocks that now McDougal doesn't have to take on. So because he directed traffic, he's giving himself the ability to make this play, which is another benefit of that play, to see his, his recognition pre-snap and, and lining guys up. So that's the, probably the biggest positive of this. Uh, tracks that, that near shoulder. Uh, Hill tries to just kind of jump cut to the outside lays his shoulder into him and sends him flying. I, I always like to see big hits. And, and like I said, he has the capability to, to lay those big hits. Again, safety right there, who he directed. Big hit sends him flying a little bit. So I'd like to see that. We are running through these plays. Again, wanted to make it relatively fast, but I don't want to kill you guys. I think the longest review I have coming up after this, this is a 76-play review, not today. We're doing like 40 plays today, whatever it is. Um, the next longest one is Fant, and Fant is up next. I know there's a ton of people interested in Fant. It took a while just after the draft and stuff to get him done um, in terms of me getting him out, but Fant is the next one, so he's going to be the starting right tackle for the Jets most likely. Um, I would say I'm 95% sure on that because I like him more than Odoga, and again, this is one of these players where I might not be as high on Peanut. Uh, McDougald, I'm not sure. I think, I'm, I think, I'm, I think he's – I said he's a decent to solid starting safety, so I think that's a fine take. Um, I might be a little bit lower on Desir, but um, I am higher on Fant. I am higher on Van Roten and other people. So um, those are definitely two positive reviews coming. McDougald, um, McDougald need to get over faster. Twenty seconds left. Chiefs, no, no timeouts. Okay, so obviously twenty seconds left in half. Um, like I said, Chiefs have no no timeouts, um, which is which is not really relevant at this point because they're playing a cover three. So just in basic cover three principles, you have you have the number one out here, or you have the, you have the deep third right here who's going to match any vertical threat from any number one, two, or anybody who comes to number one. So he's matching Hill. Hill's not his concern right now. Um, you have this number two who becomes a number three, um, cutting underneath on the, on the drag. So now this is his responsibility at this point. At this point, once he gets past that, that 10 yard, um, 10 to 12 yards. That's when you start matching guys at that point, like maybe, you know, before that he could, he could switch inside or be, might be a switch release over. Then you might pass it off. But once he starts running vertical at you, 10 to 12 yards, this is you, this is all him. So now he needs to shuffle inside, weave inside, get over the top, get more on that hash 
instead of backpedaling. He backpedals, 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 plays too conservatively. Um, and now there's a completion. And I believe, I don't know if they, I don't know what happened after this, but at this point now they, they can clock the ball. Now it's a Hail Mary shot where if he was to just, I know he wants to play conservatively, but it's a tight end, get to that hatch and play over top of him. And this is not Tyree Kill right here. So I want to see him play this more aggressively. Like I said, there are times where he plays things too conservatively. Um, and that is one of those plays right there. Anticipates break, as you can see, he's to the uh, he's the arrow, or he's not the arrow. That's that's he's not an arrow. He's a player, but the arrow is pointing to him. Cover two, soft cover two in the red zone. It's pretty clear. One, two, three, four, five. This is the most generic cover two you're gonna get. So this is the thing I I like about this play is like I said again, he's deep. Anything vertical running at him, um, typically it's outside in, or sorry, it's inside out. Um, with with cover twos because if if the if the two does not break outside the the corner right here is going to match the, vert, the vertical again this difference between spot dropping and, and match zone principles because now if the two were to break out then he's gonna now, now he's gonna get over top of the one um which could look at you could look at as a trap but that's a generic cover two match uh, type principles in the nfl now um but if the two threats running at him he's gonna match the two threat you have the linebacker. Oops, sorry. You have the linebacker who's getting uh, depth underneath of it. He stays over top. He. The good thing about this is now he's reading the backfield. He stays over top of the tight end. He sees uh, Mahomes rolling out to the left. So now he's smart enough to realize, and this is all split-second decisions. Okay, I have a guy underneath him inside. He's rolling out to the left. Kelsey's not going to break to the inside right here unless Mahomes is going to throw it across his body into the end zone, which he can do. Um, but you're not going to guard against that necessarily. So if there's one thing that, that Kelsey's going to do to help his quarterback out in a scramble drill, he's going to break towards the sideline and flat. So you see McDougal recognize this before Kelsey even breaks outside. See what I'm talking about? He's reading the quarterback. He sees a quarterback rolling out, and he's making to the outside before, before Kelsey even does um, and gets right onto his hip pocket and gets hands on. Really, really good anticipation right there and just smarts of knowing what, what uh, Kelsey's going to look to do in relation to his quarterback rolling out. So um, – Really, really like that play. Pop on Elliott again. It's the little things in, in deep coverage you gotta look for. There's not there's not big hits in deep coverage. You gotta you just gotta try to look for things. That's the difference between good guys and, and bad guys. And again, he he um he is inconsistent in deep coverage. I would I would say both with tackling his range and his eyes getting locked into the quarterback too much. But then he has really good plays like that. So he's a little bit of an inconsistent player at times. Um, he is right here. He's in the box. Uh, you have the Cowboys who run a – this is what I call a full pin and pull. It's like opposite rules. Um, typically in zone, if it, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the 10, 50, 90 rule. Um, but in, these, in the pin and pulls, it's, it's the opposite. So if they're to the backside of you, if you're going to back block them, it's more like 90, 50, um, whether it be a, a down block, back block, um, base block. And – the guys who are technically like covered in a zone play um, are going to pull. So you have the full pin and pull. They get to the outside. You have Zeke who takes that punch step. You have McDougal who's reading it. He obviously sees two big guys getting outside. Again, this is not a situation you want to be aggressive. Now, could he plant, shoot through this, take on the shoulder, and and get to 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 Zeke? Yeah, but to be honest, that like that's a that. I'm not comparing everything to Jamal Adams, but that's like a, a that's like an amazing Jamal Adams play that he would make in, the, in the, maybe in this scenario. I'm not saying he would, but Jamal Adams might plant and shoot right through here and completely blow it up 
but that's like top, top flight, Troy Palomalo, um, Derwin James, Jamal Adams type plays. So could he have done that? Yes. Is he that type of player? No. So I am fine with what he does here again. Um, gets over the top is more conservative. He does not want, especially with all the mo all the guys running outside, he does not want to get beat to the outsider here because he's the outermost guy. So he's going to take a conservative angle instead of getting blocked to the inside. Zeke gets to the outside on him. Um, so good angle initially because he doesn't know what's going to happen with the rest of the guys. Stays high, stays high, stays high. Gets hands on. Doesn't let Martin block him. Runs along the sideline. Pop on Zeke out of bounds. Good play. Again, he's not Jamal Adams in the run game. There's, there's not, I don't think there's anybody in the NFL who, from a safety position, from a DB's perspective, who is. But we got this guy who is, like I said, I, I think I think above average. I'll call him, I'm not, I don't know if there's a difference between normal or, or average and above average and solid. I think a solid is like a little bit of a step below above average. I'm going to call him above, above average um, starting strong safety or starting safety. He's, he has some versatility, so – Duo run. McDougal on the back side right here. Or really on the front side. It almost looks like, again, like duos are almost, they almost look like, and we can go over it in a different episode when we're not doing 47 plays, but it almost looks like um, a zone play to the back side, or you could say it almost looks like power without a pulling guard, um, which, it, which it does. So you're going to have the, you're gonna have the, uh, the center who's working back instead of to the front side. Um, usually to the to the Mike linebacker um, or the Mike block the the Mike backers typically um, becomes the will and do whatever we'll talk about it a different time. He's on the backside. He's responsible for it looks like for the edge um, right here for the A B C D E gap. He wants to set that edge. He sees Cooper um, with that in that over motion. Shoots the gap again. Decisiveness here. He's not. There's some plays in this where he would. He he might. And you saw it with with Demarius Thomas on a couple of those plays. There's my, there's some plays where he might shuffle and just lay his hands out there on this guy and never shoot the inside. But then there's plays where he takes on. He's taking on pulling guards and shooting gaps like this. So I, I just want to see him be more consistent and more confident in his reads and in his run fits in his um uh blanking on the other another ter terminology with that. Um, but shoots the gap right here, takes him right to the to uh, eighty or to, to forty five, makes the tackle, runs stuff, awesome. Reading his keys, that's what I was talking about. Play that was play fifty. You got about twenty five more to go. Again, there's some people going to be like, oh, it should only be thirty minutes. You can only you can watch thirty minutes, but for the people who want to watch two hours of it, watch two hours. I don't care. Um, McDougal third and fourteen, two thirty. Oh yeah, okay. So this is a this is a bad play in the run game from him. Um, he's right here in the box again. I believe this is him. Again, situation putting it into you know into context. Third and fourteen, um, two minutes and thirty three seconds left in the game. They need a stop on third down right here. They're down three in a playoff game. This is a playoff game. I believe this is the divisional round. This is the last game of two thousand eighteen I have of him. Um, this is a play he absolutely. Absolutely needs to make uh, Q, uh, QB lead draw. Dak breaks it to the inside as you have the uh, you have the three tech right there who shoots across number 52's face, breaks it inside. You have McDougal right here who is uh, getting blocked by uh, Zeke. Shuffles outside. I'm completely fine with him. What he does at all right here. Doesn't, he knows he has help coming from the inside. He wants to contain the outside. Completely fine with that. Drops, shoots inside quickly, um, double swipes. Good. That's all good. 
my issue here is this tackle attempt. What's the issue here? One, you want to see him get his helmet across his body, not, not behind his body. Because it, when you're think about, think about like just logistically, not logistically, uh, physiologically with your body, if your head's in front for him to work through your head, your neck can only bend so much because, so now you're forcing yourself to work through the whole body because your neck is, is connected through the rest of your body, through your spine. So now you really have to turn the whole body to work through that. When your head is behind, now you're really only working through shoulders and arms. So you need to get his head across right here. That's the first issue. Second issue is he does not wrap up. He drops his shoulder into him and just tries to lay a shot. Uh, Dak drops his, his weight, absorbs it, runs and it's not a, it's not a it's not a touchdown right here he gets to literally the inch the inch yard line but again head needs to be across and at this situation man this is inexcusable this is a this is a, a absolutely horrific play in my opinion horrific i'm not I'm, the jets player it is what it is i've been praising him actually relatively a lot on this on this episode um this is this is inexcusable in a playoff game wrap up there's no reason to drop your shoulder and try to lay a big hit right there Wrap up now. They kick a field goal. Now it's now it's two minutes left. Your team down six with Russell Wilson trying to make a game-winning drive. Um, inexcusable right there from from McDougal in the, in the run game. Uh, another followed up by another not good play in the run game. Um, all right, so you have another like duo duo runner here. I'm not going to go through it all. Looks like yeah, I'm going to call this another duo. McDougal's deep right here, bottom of the screen. Again, he is a little bit of an ankle biter, and his and 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 when he's in space, he tends to get a little bit not necessarily high with his pads, but high waisted. Um, big steps. So you're gonna see the high the high waist. You see the the big steps right here. I'm talking about. See how elongated those steps are. Heel clicking. Or I always talk about you want it to break down. You want your feet to be pitter pattering, to be to be running against the ground, so you could you could break in either direction quickly. Um, that's what, you know people talk about breaking down. You want to break down the running back. So I'm okay with his angle um, for the most part. It's a little conservative, which which at this point, whatever, fine, play conservatively. But he's playing towards the towards the near shoulder, the upfield shoulder. Fine with that conservative angle. Okay with that. But the feet need to be. Um, they need to run right here. He needs to be lower in his pads, less big steps because he's taking these big steps. Running back jabs outside. He can't change direction quickly. Boom, gets inside of him. And now it's another, let's, let's just call it, let's just call it from, from the, let's be generous and say it's a 35, five, 10 yards. And in reality, 12, 13 yards because he was taking too high of an angle. Um, and too high, well, too high. Of, actually, the, the angle is conservative. I'm, I'm okay with the angle. It's more about the feet and breaking down right here. Now, the issue here is again process versus result results. If fifty four, which is Wagner, if which the the the, line, the lineman should do a better job right here. If anything, you know your running back's gonna be breaking up field, take a high angle to him, but that's sort of for a different day. If Wagner's not there to make this play, this is a house call that he just let up. This this is this is a seventy yard run, seventy plus yards he allowed because he because of his feet right there. So my problem with him playing deep is we we saw it with the range. We're seeing it a little bit with him locking into the quarterback, not leveraging himself over top of routes. And now we're seeing him in the run game um, take some angles where with the McCaffrey run, we saw him not stay high enough and get lost in lost in traffic. Now we're seeing him take too big of steps. We saw him in the Broncos game take a bad angle. So his his angles and tackling in, in open space, which 
for deep safeties is an underrated trait. You need you're the last line of defense in both the pass and in the run game. It's it's an obvious statement, but it needs to be reiterated. Um, and he cannot consistently be relied on in that in that role. Can he play it some? Yes, but do I want him playing back there more than Marcus May? No, I do not. For reasons that I'm I'm showing you. So I want him more in the box. Um, cover one open to strength. Okay, so this is this is really nothing to break down. This is this was a pick, so I showed it. He's deep right here. He's opening to the strength. Three by one set. Looks like Y ISO on the backside. Open to the strength, open to the strength, staying over top, leveraging over himself over routes. I'm fine with all of this. Um the the number one receiver on the top right here, which again, it's not number one, like he is the best guy on the team. It's it's literally labeled by outside in one, two, three. If 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 three breaks outside of two and two breaks inside of of three, then then two becomes three and three becomes two. That's how we talk about like match principles, things like that. Um, so he stays over the top, ball is tipped, he makes a nice interception. That's all that's all his play is. There's really not much more to break down. Good tracking the ball. Again, ball skills are a plus for him. He he is gonna get some picks because of this stuff, type of stuff. Um, tracks it very well. 54. Deep half Mac coverage. All right. Okay, again, this is a play where I don't know where his eyes were. You have the three-by-one. Um, you have the condensed trips formation right here. There he is playing, again, um, that deep half coverage. So anything that really breaks vertical towards him, he wants to stay um, over top of. You have, you have the curl to flat guy right here, so he's going to take anything outside. He's going to take the number three. Uh, or sorry, anything that becomes the number the number one right there, especially towards the flat. This guy breaks to the flat. Okay, he has him. That, this is, has to be the mental processing that happens. He has him. Um, you have 19, you have 80. I think that's 80. 80 is lost in traffic. 19 is breaking right towards the plane of the end zone um, and vertical. His hips need to be more patient right here, stay over top of it. I don't know why he's going to the outside right here, to be honest. like I, I, I get that this guy is breaking outside, but you, you have to trust your corner right here. And you have to continue to read your threats. This guy's running right towards you. He is. He opens his hips too much, and Juju Smith gets right in, right inside. Now again, I th I think two is Rudolph. If he was a good quarterback, he sees this right away. He he floats this over top to the back of these these letters right here, um, and it's a touchdown. See that all that see that window right there? He could have hit him here, 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 and maybe there if he whips inside and low. Um, but because McDougald, who um, should have seen this, opens his hips up too early, taking too big of steps, oh shit moment, and gets back inside. But uh, Juju is open, which, by the way, just throwing this in there for people who are still listening. Um, if the Jets were to trade a pick right now, I get the defensive players. Like I get the people who want to side Clowney. I think the Clowney stuff is more of a want than a, than a, like a smart need. You want to roll over as much cap you can into next year. Clowney's going to make a difference. Maybe he wins us a game this year, but it's not a long term piece. If the Jets wanted to trade, a third round draft pick, maybe a second round draft pick. Maybe I can go that high for like 2022, whatever it might be. Trade a pick for Juju and extend him. I know he struggled more last year when he didn't have Antonio Brown taking coverage off of him, but he's a legit good receiver still. Um, and and lock him up long term. And then you have you have him for the future. You have Mims, and those are your number one and two. And then maybe you get a third guy and you start really building the young core of that. You still have Crowder, who I think like next year is you can cut him and say 11 million dollars. So they might end up doing that, but. 
um, I would be fine with building pieces for the future. Now, looking at your legit long-term options on offense, at least you have Juju, you have Mims. Um, I'm going to say you have Becton and, and McGovern. And for the people who are going to freak out about the other guys, I think, yes, I, I think that Fant could be a long-term, a long-term in terms of like three, four years, decent starter, right tackle, question mark. It's question mark. Lewis, left guard, question mark. Then wrote in the long term. No, he's 31, so he's gonna be replaced in a year or two. Um, now I think Griffin as that tight end is a long term backup option. People might be bitching about Herndon. What are you talking about? Herndon, okay. Herndon had injury problems at Miami, clearly had injury problems last year. Can you rely on a long term piece with injury problems? At this point, I'm not gonna say yes. Now, if he proves to be healthy, sure. Um, but Dustin Keller was a long term, could have been a long term piece too, but unfortunately he got injured. So uh, Herndon could be that piece, but he has to prove long-term health. Crowder, will he be here in a year or two? I don't know. Bell, here in a year or two? I don't know. Perryman, here next year? I don't know. So I'm talking about legitimate guys who I think will really be here. Um, locked in, you have McGovern, Beckton, Juju, um, Mims, and then maybe Herndon, hopefully Clark, and you know some other guys who I mentioned. McDougald, middle third, good angle. All right. This is this is like a this is a three lurk for them. This is a, me and Mark are talking about. You call it three robber, three lurk. Um, from the defense, he is the middle third right here. So you have him. He's going to play vertical. He's going to play vertical. He's going to rob anything crossing a little bit deeper. He's playing middle third, which is McDougal right here on the far hash. Again, a little bit of a disguise here. This looks like they could be playing four opens up is staying over top of this because he's playing the post right here. He, he has the outside, but if he is to break this on a skinny post post, he has it. Um, that's the most near threat to him. He breaks inside. He's reading the quarterback. So peripheral vision, whatever it may be, I can't see his eyes necessarily, but he breaks inside. He's loading up his shoulders pointed the, not, not towards him. Um, now his eyes should flash to 13. They do. He opens up. He sees him loading up to throw deep simultaneously. Takes a good angle. Cuts it off. This is a good deep coverage play. Really, really good. Because of the break inside, because of him loading up, him pointing this way, he opens up to that, gets over top of that post, um, cuts him off. Really, really good angle. So uh, really, really like that play again from, from McDougal. So he has the ability to play deep for sure. But – the inconsistency is scary. Where I'm not going to say you can rely on him at play in, play out. Where may you rarely saw him beat deep. Um, and by the way, the whole kind of I'm not going to go on a whole bunch of rants here um, because I, you know I'm already doing a this is like a two hour podcast, hour and a half podcast after already an hour and a half podcast on McDougal. But the whole the whole thing one one just two quick points. The the one thing with Bell being misused last year, I'm probably bigger Gase defenders because of the film I watch. Um, there were some things he missed out on for sure. I will criticize him a lot for both his stuff uh, on film, off the field, the, the leadership aspects is where I really criticize him. Um, misusing Bell, could he have been spit out wide more? Yeah, but then he's also not in protect, to, uh, to protect Donald and call things out to Donald. Um, the runs that he could have done, like, yeah, the Bengals game, maybe more to the outside, but he's not really an outside zone runner. Um, so could he have been used better, maybe a little bit more outside, out wide? Yeah, sure, but they ran him plenty. 
and the Jets had a pit, the worst offensive line, if not the second worst, worst offensive line. So how is he supposed to be used? Like, like maybe there's a little bit of criticism there, play here or there, maybe a different game plan. But like people act like he ran him up the middle um, five times a game and completely misused him. That's not the case. Another thing I hear a lot is, oh, Greg Williams at angel position. Guy lines up so deep. The only thing with the difference between that is, you know, with typical like cover three, cover one, you might see guys bailing out and getting depth um, into their deep zone where Greg Williams likes to have them line up deep so they don't have to do that drop. So now those guys, they might even creep up a little bit, and now they're reading concepts and not having to worry about backpedaling where other defenses might want to disguise it a little bit more and have the guy backpedal, but now he's backpedaling and he might be off in his reads a little bit more. So that's the only difference. Like he's not, they're not playing so, – and there's certain, there might be certain plays they might, they might be playing a little bit deeper, but typically the only difference is he's having guys step up into their, into their zone deep instead of having guys backpedal. But people act like, oh, they have him 50 yards off. He's not going to be making an impact. That's not the case. So that's two things I hear about frequently that I'm like I you know I think they're dumb um McDougald look at quarterback too long okay cover two he's deep guy right here again any any vertical from from this uh from the initially at least from the boundary side he has to match 81 breaks into the flat this guy's running vertical what should he do he should get over top of him uh basically square him up from deep square him up from deep and play outside he breaks on the seven you have it you have this you have a smash concept Right here, Woods breaks outside. He's open. Why? Because McDougald, his eyes, if you watched the beginning, were locked onto the quarterback too long. He doesn't leverage himself over top of the route. Breaks outside, and if this ball, um, if if he, so he he wasn't able to bring this catch in, but this should be, this should be a catch. He's a jump into a little bit. So so, but Goff could hit him here, 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 and if you put it a little bit more of a rope. Instead of a little bit more uh, arc to it, he could have caught it. And I think Woods should catch it regardless on that play. He drops it, and McDougal might do his whole little uh, no completion on me thing. But um, he should have been beat right here because he didn't leverage himself over top of the route. So, again, I'm showing a good play, bad play, good play, bad play for, for him in terms of deep coverage. All right, this looks like a, this looks like a cover, like a cover three uh, replacement, cover three cut. Um, usually cut is more typically um, for shorter routes where, where the middle guys and I drop on anything really short 21 instead of not playing that deep mid, uh, the deep outside 30s and to play the deep middle third. Um, and it's look that looks like what it is. You have like this cut defense. So he, he's going to try to, he's going to try to cut off anything short. McDougal takes a good angle to it. Tips the ball. It's really all that is. To the near shoulder, near shoulder, near shoulder, uh, near shoulder. It's almost a tongue twister. But again, I like his eyes right here. His eyes are actually on his his the receiver. Um, again, good coverage. As he gets closer, he gets within that yard. Now his eyes go back. Almost picks it, but good job closing distance with his eyes on where they're supposed to be. Almost gets the interception, but closes as you can see right here. A lot of ground to get on that on whatever that might be uh that, that cut that cut defense but in terms of i forget the okay second and looks like 10 second and nine and a half all right this is a little bit of a bang bang play uh, another cover two he's deep half right there on the on the boundary side 
Again, another smash concept right here that the Rams really like to run. This is one of those plays where, again, I, I think 81 is Everett, so I think this is another tight end. So they're running like this, like you have the, the twin set, the slot, the slot formation, reduce slot, reduce twins, whatever. Again, call it what you what you will. Um, so, like Marcus and I talked about the other day or yesterday, as in terms of recording, you might you might I'm recording this on Thursday, I might get it on Saturday. Um, I would like to see him cheat up a little bit more here because you're, this is the tight end who's your threat. You have to be aware of who your threats are. So stop backpedaling. Um, because the smash concept is designed to attack, you know, this outside corner. The outside corner, if he bites up, they take the deep. If he continues to get depth, you take the the three, four, five yards, whatever, whatever it might be or turn into. Um, so because of the tight end, I'd like to see him notice that and and stop backpedaling it and um, continue to stay at that thirty yard line. Gets a little bit too much depth. Uh, the corner makes a good play right here. The curl to flat and almost picks the ball off, but it's not because of McDougald. So that's more like a bang-bang play. That's, that's a little bit nitpicking right there, but to be fair, um, I'm here to nitpick. Arrow pointed to him, man on tight end. Again, there's, there's, with, with good coverage, like there's little things you can fix. Um, right here, the only thing I would criticize is I would like to see him get a little bit more um, feet into his pop. You can see him reaching a little bit for it. But again square and they're playing they're playing at different depths right here obviously because you want to guard against switch uh switch scissors type um releases or really switch releases because scissors are at the top of the brakes um but you want to guard against switches and things like that rubs and stay square different depth hands on shoots his hands with good timing clearly disrupts the route stem works towards the upfield hip and matches him as he runs deep again Great man coverage. We have about 17 plays left. Deep half, no catch. Again, if you're quarantined working from home, hey, throw it on the TV. Maybe you don't have to watch the whole thing, but if you see if uh, something that sounds interesting. Um, again, I, I do know some of these run long, but uh, I, I'm one of those guys like OCD where if it, maybe I could short it to 30, but I'm like, ah, oh, but you know, those, those, those other 30 plays I really should have shown because they meant something, you know, maybe I said a lot to watch less games. I think with Quincy Wilson, I'm watching like seven games with Gore, I'm watching six games. So they'll be short. Peanut is like a 33, 32 play review. I think it's 31. Um, Cager is 29 plays. So those are going to be like hour ish shows. Fant is like 52. Then Roten's like 48. Um, and I, there might be another guy I'm, I'm missing who I said I was going to do, but it's all queued up. Deep half, no catch. So he's at the bottom right here. Um, cover two defense again, soft cover two. He's any, any vertical threat from his side, from the, from the uh, boundary side, he's going to match. Again, he's a little bit more patient right here. And this is a receiver, so he's playing a little bit farther off. Um, the receiver is obviously stemming dry, his dry phase. His shoulders are over his toes. He's, he's driving hard. So it's going to be a deep route. He stays over the top of it, takes his T-step, T-step where it's like straight like that versus a, versus a quarter step where it's more diagonal. Um, takes a T-step, breaks off it, which you're working in that T-step off of the instep. That's the that's T-step the, the part of it. Um, stay over the, stays over the top, breaks, takes a good angle. Boom, hits him out of bounds, and it's no catch. Again, I'm not going to criticize him too much because this is a receiver, and, and, and he is about 10 yards off with his hips square. 
Um, now I would criticize him at this point if he started opening his hips and then he had to, to get out of his break and he was too late on it, but he stayed square, um, which allowed him to break quicker. So that's what I'm talking about. Like you're opening up your hips too early deep. He did not, which allowed him to play this route. Um, as they run like that flat seven concept again, uh, relatively big shot and the, the receiver is not able to hold onto the ball through the ground. So good job. Eyes on a quarterback late to drive. Okay, so you're, you're trying to see a lot of the same type of stuff here. So maybe I should have ended it at 60, 65. But who cares? Okay. Deep half right here. Near near uh, near safety on the, on the field or the boundary side, sorry. Looking at the quarterback, looking at the quarterback, looking at the quarterback. So at this point, for me, you have no vertical threats. You have, you have the one to the flat. You have the you have the one uh, or sorry, you have the one on the out. You have the two into the flat. There's nothing. These are locked up. You have this guy, this guy. They're locked on them. You have now his eyes again should be more active. You have the hook defender. You have a the the number three at this point working across the formation to your field side. So at this point, what should you take as the deep as a deep half safety? This is locked. This is locked. These two guys are completely out of the play for him. Um, this is your only threat to your vertical plane. So at this point, I'd like to see him drive down on this, cut this off, not be too aggressive because you don't want him to, 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 to break it up field and then get um, to the inside of this guy, but get work down, downhill a little bit more at this point. Plus, uh, obviously, the quarterback loads up. He doesn't throw the ball for whatever he sees. He, he works down to it just a second late. I want to see, see him at this point work down on it. His, his eyes are over there. He's outside. He's outside. Again, this is your only threat. So start to work down a little bit here. Again, don't be too aggressive. He works a little bit late, which puts him more in trail. The quarterback is, is late to throw the ball away. By the way, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is overrated. I think he's all right, but that's about it. I think he's just on a really good team. Now, he could have been, but what I'm talking about here, if, if the quarterback was clean, he could have, the receiver could have been hit here, here, here. You see him with his hands here, 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 here. He has to gear down um, and make the catch, which he does make the catch, actually, so. He could have been hit for a while there, but it was more towards the sideline because Jimmy G was a little bit late because of pressure, whatever it might have been. I didn't watch the whole backfield. Uh, spot drop. All right, he's right here. Near guy in the 20. Again, one of those scenarios where um, he's, in, he's in a cover three, looks like, and he has to match. He, you know, any, any threat to his side, especially when it's a Y ISO, on this side, you, you have the you have the uh, three guys on this side. You have the you have the one. You have the two. They run play action. Running backs away. The running backs away. This is your only threat to to your hook to seam. So when this is only your threat, your, your threat to your hook to seam, I want to see him get depth get depth to get underneath it. I want to see him really start to play this like man coverage basically. Um, and if he doesn't, at least be aware of it. What happens is. He never sees it really, which he, he might see it right there. Then his eyes go inside, eyes go inside, eyes are inside, eyes are inside. Throw it behind him. You know, seeing, see what I'm saying right here? Especially with, with less complex route concepts, like where there's only one guy to your side, that's your guy. Take him. So he doesn't take him, gets right behind him, throws the ball. Is there a different. So this is a quick throw, so I'm not going to criticize him for like, oh, okay, read the quarterback. Here's it because it is quick. 
But again, I just want to see him be more aware of what's what's around him, especially in a situation like that. Okay. Man coverage. He's right here. Uh, he's right here on this, uh, yeah, this, this tight end wing set. They go super heavy right here. They brought an extra offensive lineman too with the wing. See, he's man on the inside. And you have this outside guy who's man on the, the outside tight end right there. Again, the only thing I'm going to criticize is here. You see how he, he gets a little bit too wide and he hops and he reaches for it reaches for it. Obviously, he deliver a little bit more power right there. That's why he's thrown off a little bit. So, a little bit more power in that punch. But, again, square. Good timing of the punch. Gets thrown off a little bit. Continues to get hands-on as the as the tight end stems inside. And he slingshots himself. So, that that's the issue. That there's an issue a little bit right there. But, opens his hips. Stays on the near hip. Hands on. Hands inside. Left hand transitions onto that hip, which again is allowed, is allowed him to pull himself through, slingshot him, and he does. So, again, he gets thrown to the outside. Eyes are inside, and he literally pulls himself through right there. You see that extra burst? Good ball skills and pulls the ball. And you see, you see literally grabbing onto him. That's not going to get called a lot, if at all. And that little burst puts him forward. Good hand placement. Catches the ball and doesn't catch the ball where a lot of guys catch the ball and then it's going to bounce off the ground and you didn't, you didn't contain it through the ground or hold on to the ball through the ground. He does the right thing, pulls and tucks it away and lands on the shoulder. So really, really good interception right there. Good ball skills again. Um, good tracking of the ball. Good good tuck right there. Turn his body. And I just want to again show you how he slingshots himself right here. And you're going to see a little bur extra burst of energy through that hand. Right there. He pulled himself forward right there. It's really little, but really, really good job right there. Because if he didn't do that, that's not a pick. So um, it's really, really the little things that make a difference. 13 plays to go. Eyes, patient, hips. Okay, he's on the near hash right here. At least it looks like unless there's like a 38 on the team. No, okay. He opens to the strength. This looks like another one of those combos that they like to run. We have you have man man, and then you have like a cover three on the on the front side. I, I forget what Marcus called it the other day, but another combo. He's in that deep third. Opens to the strength. Opens to the strength, but it's patient. As you can see with his like his 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 feet right here. You see how they're really like they're smaller steps. He's more unbalanced. These aren't big choppy steps. He's not opening and sprinting or anything like that. Like this is nice patient feet and hips right here. Reading the quarterback, vertical stem matches it um and the quarterback throws it you know opposite direction but really good job uh leveraging himself over top of that route and then opening up when necessary and getting right on that hip right there Re again nice nice man coverage i mean a nice uh zone coverage right there deep pd uh, pass deflection cover three hook okay so he's right here oops Good route break anticipation. Again, he, he, he starts to shuffle, but 
you see you, like the feet are crossing over a little bit, but you could tell that they're a little bit more patient feet right here. Like he's not overreacting right there. You see how the feet are like nice and slow. So he is, he is creating some depth, but he's not panicking. And when you panic, start to take big steps, you're not under control. You can't make face fast breaks. So he does start to get um, depth on 10, who is Samuel's 10, I think. And he did more is 12. If I'm, if I'm not, I might be mistaken. Um, but he stays to the outside. Looks like he's reading the quarterback, drops his weight. You know, like I said, the, the controlled feet allow for the quick break. T-step, near shoulder, left hand on. Tracks the ball, tips it. Again, really, really good ball skills with him. I really His man coverage and his ball skills are really, really good. He tracks that ball really well. Pass deflection. Could have been beat high near safety. Okay, he's right here. I think I remember him opening up his hips too much and gets beat across his face or something like that. Yep. Okay, exactly. So, whether whether it's it, – it looks like this is a uh, just a soft two, which I would call a, a red two, where all the intermediate zones are going to play on the line right here, and then you have two guys deep matching anything vertical um, or towards the back of the end zone. Again, you only have two threats – McCaffrey's break into the flat and even if he does run like an angle whatever it may be you have guys inside to take that you're only your only thing to take right here for for uh for McDougald is the vertical guy right here now if McCaffrey was more to the outside and McCaffrey was 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 uh threatening this curl to flat then I understand him being a little bit more aggressive maybe to get over the top but that's not the case so situational awareness he has the outside on this guy so if he were to break outside you have unless it's a perfect dot throw it's not going to get over that cornerback who's going to react and you have uh mcdougall right here who's not patient enough with his hips he opens up too soon takes too big of steps crosses his face and 11 right there again i don't know what the the f number seven does which i think is allen he literally made us all ghost right there because he ducked out he, he just ducked it like somebody's coming over top for a sack if he was reading this properly he reads it's like it's like a flat seven concept. He sees him cross his face. The ball's out. The ball should be out here. Reading leverages. Throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. He doesn't. He sees a ghost, and then he scrambles out, ends up throwing the ball out of bounds. But McDougal needs to, again, over top is fine, but his hips need to be more square to, to, the, to, the, uh, to the line right here and play anything inside because you have the outside help. So his hips are not patient enough right there. So that, that was a lapse. Ten plays left on the dot. Stuff run. Again, what I want to see more of him, and, and it seems like we've been seeing this more in the end of 18, more of 19 than early 18, so that's a positive. So hopefully it brings us to the Jets. You have Kirk right here, who's attempting just base block him on the edge. Obviously, Kirk, not the best block. It's, you know, feet are wide, hands are wide. But reads the block, hands inside, stacks them, eyes go inside to, to Drake. Works past, uh, works, pa uh, works past Kirk and down the line of scrimmage, takes him right into the into the uh, running back, run stuff again. Want to see more decisiveness from him, like that, and it's been more consistent. Like I said, end of eighteen, beginning of uh, or through nineteen, McDougal third and one bottom curl. 
Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, this is, this is good zone. So, uh, you have another cover three. He's playing, he's playing the curl to flat. So he has to, he has to worry about the one to the two, especially in off when the Seahawks are playing more of that press cover three, then you have to, it, it's more like two to one because they're going to match any vertical, vertical stems. Um, where if it's like the off cover three, he has to worry about more of that curl, that, that typical curl flat, like one to two. Um, so he's worrying about one to two. Stay square. He breaks in, the, the receiver breaks inside. He gets hands on. Nice reroute. Matches him, matches him, matches him. But he's reading the number two threat. Perfect. So you're staying with the one. You're getting the reroute. You're passing him off to, the, to, your, uh, to your deep corner safety, whoever it is. But his eyes are inside. So he doesn't get lost in the shuffle right here. Like you have guys right here who might match this and then, and then just completely lose this guy because his hips are inside. But his eyes are disciplined right here matches matches that sees that this guy is breaking towards him um it's third and one so so they might be they might try to run him off for a quick hit, uh, hit right here which it looks like they were but his eyes were good he passes that off breaks right towards it um and matches it and then you're gonna see you're gonna see uh murray who looks who's looking that way he's looking look right this is by des this is by design this guy going inside he, they want him to match him and then a quick uh, hitter right there underneath the stick. Murray looks that way, goes to load up. McDougal recognizes it and is right on it. Another bang, bang type quick decision-making play. Really, really good job by McDougal. McDougal hit. All right, this is an outside run to Drake right here. It's like one back power. Again, this is really not much to, to break down with this. I just like to show hard hits. One back power. He gets to the outside. Or actually, this might have been more of like an inverted veer. Yeah, it looks like an inverted veer. McDougal takes a nice, uh, good angle to it, to the outside. Gets in that contact window. Dives, chops out the legs. Um, little helicopter on the ground right there. I like that. Looked cool, at least. Missed tackle. Where is he at? Again, this comes with the, the, the ankle biting a little bit right here. So, um, this is like a, it's like a duo, it's like a split duo play. This is a little bit weird. I'm not going to try to look at this a million times and get it, but that's, that's what it looks like at first. We have McDougal who comes off the edge. Again, I'm fine with him being square. I'm fine with him closing some distance. The problem is here, what, what happens is, Again, the ankle biting. He he doesn't he he doesn't bring his legs through tackles, and he tends to get flat footed and dive you know dive at guys' knees and ankles instead of bringing his feet with him. Whereas if he was to scrape down right here and then start cutting him off and try to actually you know wrap up and drive through the tackle, um, he would have he would have tackled him. Now Drake obviously uh, really flattens out his ankle um, and and kind of like gets depth on it, so it makes it a little bit harder. But I would like to see him instead of diving, run through this uh, and run through that tackle. But because of his ankle biting tendencies, it does not work right there. Or he misses the tackle. And then tight end, pass deflection. He looks like, is that him? No, that might have, no, he's right there. Okay, again, square, square, square. Kick step. Really, really patient with his hips because he he tries to like stretch release him right here, which is not the best stretch release from the tight end. He tries to stretch release him, kick step to keep his 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 weight over his over his toes. Shuffles back inside, 
hand inside. Eyes go back to the quarterback. Disrupts the routes them, routes them, routes them, routes them. Upfield hip, playing it. Left hand, um, left hand on him, which is fine in this scenario. Now, if he were to under, if he were to undercut this, you're going to want to see the left transition to the right and then him play with the left, dive through with the left. And what happens when you stab through, even if you miss it, there's two things about stabbing through. One, instead of swiping, like if you just think about it in your, in your head, swiping gives you only that, that one second that where you're passing the, ball, the, the plane of that ball to play the ball, where if you stab through, it gives you longer time to play that ball, if you feel what I'm saying. That plus, if he, if he is to play with the inside hand right here, and if he, if he wraps up the right, which it should be, you stab through with the left, your momentum is going more through the guy. So even if he makes the catch, now, you're, now your arm that stabs through naturally wraps him up. Whereas if you were to hand right hand on the hip and you swipe down, now your momentum is going down and now only your right hand's on him because now your hand is going towards the ground. It's not going to be able to shoot back up. So it, it both allows you to tackle him if you miss, if you miss the, the ball and it gives you a longer time to play the ball. So that's, that's why it's really important, those two reasons, to play that ball. Um, and again, plays it perfectly. Left hand on. Eyes back to the quarterback, transitions to the right, tracks the ball, stabs through, and it's a little bit too far. But um, that's, that's, again, pretty much as good as you get. That transition for the hands, tracks the ball, pulls himself through, stab through the ball, don't swipe at it, and it's perfect. And another thing with that right hand, too, which I, didn't talk, I was talking more about the left hand and the swipe versus the stab, is when you have that right hand on, it allows you to both turn him and it allows you to both, and it allows you to pull yourself to to him, your chest to his ass, chest to his back, which will obviously allows you to to get more distance with that arm. Um, so plays it perfectly. And another pass deflection right there for um, McDougald. Mental lapse. He's on the bottom right here. It looks like. No, he's not. Sorry, that's my fault. Okay, yeah. So he, so he is right here. So he has the curl to flatness cover three. He's gonna match the vertical. He has to get to the curl to flat. You have this guy who's breaking out on like this wheel. At first, he stays over top of it, but then he gets lost in the quarterback, lost in the quarterback, lost in the quarterback. And this is the only threat to his zone right now, or this is what he should be matching for sure. And again, he just loses it. Eyes on, eyes on, eyes on, eyes on. The, I'm talking about the quarterback gets behind him. Ball gets chucked over his head for, for a big gain. This cannot happen. At this point, when you're widening out and this guy is running this wheel behind you, this is, that's your threat. Match him like it's, it's, it's man. This is way too easy of a completion behind him. So another mental lapse um, that you shouldn't, you shouldn't see. Four plays left. Man, one on Vern, one versus Ertz. I believe this is in the. This is in the. I think this was in the uh, wild card game. They go Y ISO. Backside three by one, gun set obviously. Square, square, square. Hands on. Again, this is pretty similar. I don't really need to go that far into this. Um, so this, the only thing I will criticize with this is it's, this is not this is not a kick step. This is more of a jump split. 
So his his weight does get back into his heels a little bit right there. Shoots, and it's not a powerful punch because it's now his weight is going back while he's shooting. And obviously, if you're shooting with two hands, you want to make sure one you land because your hips are going to be locked forward. But you want to, you want to have some punch into that. Um, so it's a little bit soft of the punch, which um, so he's not able to stay over the top as well. You have Ertz who wipes away that hand. He tries to stay over the top. Um, Ertz tries to like uh, almost like club him, punch through, arm over. But he is able to keep that right hand on and slingshot himself back inside like off of one step. One, two, gets his hips around quickly, right on that hip. So um, initial is there's, there's something, some things he can work on there, but overall pretty pretty damn good. Um, run stuff. Again, so we're seeing him get better in the run game. So uh, watching through this again with you guys at first. Uh, so the deep, the deep, him tackling from like coming, coming from, from depth, 15, 20, 25 yards, still a little bit concerning. But through this review, he's definitely got better in the box. So I, I still think that's where he's going to play primarily. Some deep, yeah, some deep thirds, some deep halves, whatever it may be. Um, some deep fours he might play but I still think he's going to be primarily in the box. They run this inside zone split. He has a force player to the outside right here, so he could shoot the inside of this guy. If he was the outside, if he was the only outside guy right here, you'd have to squeeze the split, um, the, 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 the uh, split block, sifter, and then um, force running back to cut up uh, and, and count on your backside pursuit. Shoots inside of him, turns his hips. Again, that guy is taking a little bit of a low angle, so he's going to turn his hips to reduce that contact that contact area. Clubs him. A little bit of an ice pick with his eyes on the running back the entire time. Eyes on the running back, eyes on the running back, eyes on the running back. Running back, uh, bends run back, takes him right to him. Boom. Tackle run stuff. Good play. Reach for contact Ertz. Okay, so I think we ended with not two two plays that are not great, but uh, there's another similar one right here. So he's in man coverage on Ertz. Um, so I think he's a little bit too aggressive with his feet right here. So you're going to see Ertz stem towards him, and he hops. In. It looks like he's, his eyes are on the quarterback, to be completely honest, and he hops inside. You want to see more of like small steps shuffle instead of hops. Hops, reaches for contact. Again, so he's not balanced right here. This is not a strong punch. Ertz, again, he's not, he's not necessarily the biggest tight end, but he's still bigger than – he might be 240, 250 while McDougal's 210. So if you're hopping to the right while reaching for the guy and, and if he's working opposite of that, um, he doesn't have the, a lot of power force to work through. Hits that shoulder, obviously turns McDougal, and he's off balance now. He tries to stay with him vertically because he doesn't want to get beat vertically, um, which opens the outside for Ertz. Ertz breaks outside, and he gets the completion right there on the sideline. So that's because of, of the hop inside and, and the punch while, being, while leaning and being off balance. Last play. Again, huge review on McDougald. Uh, I, I think it was somewhat warranted. Uh, maybe a little bit shorter, but this is just – I kind of do whatever I feel. Obviously, it's my show. Uh, this game, we struggled a little bit, so um, it is what it is. I didn't put a lot of plays. Maybe at this point, I was like, dude, I really need 80 plays of this of this game, but he did struggle a little bit this game. Um, this was another man coverage up. It was pretty similar for him. 
um, follows the, the, the uh, tight end in that cross motion. Again, it looks like his – I'm not sure where his eyes are exactly here, but the problem with him is here, again, what we want, what we want to see from him is square shuffle, not, not open the hips to the outside, big crossing steps. Hips open to the outside, big crossing steps. You can see right there, one cross and second cross. And again, when your hips are open to the outside, you're taking those big steps. It's not going to allow you to change your, your, your momentum, whether it be inside or outside, depending on the, on the, the guy you're playing. Tries to get his hand on, but the, uh, the, the, the tight end works through that contact. So too big of steps. And right here, Rodgers, listen, great quarterback. He should hit this guy 10 times out of 10. I'm not sure what his, what his reads are necessarily here. At, well, it's a screen, but at this point, adjust, and this guy is wide open. So that's because McDougal was, was too big of steps too far to the outside um, or, or too big of crossing steps and, and too kind of high in his pads and uh, too high of hips. That's it. Massive review on McDougald. Um, but that's going to wrap it up again. This is Thursday. Might be getting us on Saturday or Friday. Um, after this, Fanta on the 18th, uh, Van Road on the 20th, 21st is, is Peanut, uh, Patrick Nuwasar, and Cager's the 24th. After that, I, I might even do Wilson, Gore, and Cager all on the 24th and just bang out 60 plays just of 20 of each or whatever, or 30 of each, whatever. Um, so those are all coming. You will get all those reviews before the season starts. The call-in show, do not forget about that. And do not forget, uh, I really hope there's at least a couple people, four, five, six people who want to do the picks of the week with me. I'm going to tweet it out. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on the show. And then every single week, tweet at me your picks. I'm not just going to put it out on, on Twitter. Just tweet at me your picks, please. Or email me. I'll give out my email um, where, you can, where you can message me or whatever when, when those picks come. Uh, so look forward to that. And then the live call-in show, again, I have not scheduled it yet, but I really enjoy hearing from the people I used to hear from, you know, Hakeem and, and Ryan um, and whoever else, you know, wants to call in who used to call in all the time. Um, so I appreciate that. It's going to be a YouTube live type deal. So uh, other than that, that is it. I hope you guys enjoy your next couple of days and I'll be back pumping out a shit ton of film for you guys, which uh, is kind of the, the before season grind where the season is a, is a grind for 17 weeks again, uh, which will be fun to, to break down Jets games. will most likely be 30 to 50 plays, depending if I'm putting into articles or not. I me personally um, right now, I don't think I'm going to put into articles. I'd rather do 50 plays on the show and cover more plays than do 30 and 30 where I'm covering the same play twice type of deal. So we'll see, but uh, appreciate everybody for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon.